Hey beauties, have you joined our subscription Dear Body yet? The Dear Body subscription is a journey of self-love and well-being. With weekly journal prompts and monthly assignments, it's a time to pause and take some time for you to reflect and get in tune with your body, mind, and spirit. Plus, as a subscriber, you get 50% off any online or in-person workshops, exclusive content, a subscriber badge, and access to our exclusive social channel. We believe in a holistic approach to self-love while we reclaim our bodies, rediscover our self-worth, and redefine beauty. So join us and subscribe to Dear Body today. You can access it through our Instagram page. I hope to see you there. Hi, beauties. Welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project with your host, Bridget Burrick-Brown, the show that's redefining the meaning of beauty. Enjoy, and we're so happy to have you part of the conversation. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Beauty Project. Today, I am here with special guest, Anna Ninoyu. Anna was trained in fine arts in Europe and in Toronto at York University. After graduating, she began working as a hair and makeup artist in Los Angeles for two years with BMG Music and celebrity photographer David Blank. Since returning to Toronto, she has secured her place as one of the country's most sought after makeup and hair artists. She has worked with leading beauty brands such as Clairol, Armani, L'Oreal, and Garnier. A few of her advertising campaigns, she has done our Roots, Joe Fresh, and Winners. Her editorial collaborations are El Canada, Harper's Bazaar, Thailand, InStyle, and Vogue. Currently, she's about to work with Tate McRae, who is a number one artist on billboards. She is also a dear friend of mine, and I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Bridget. It's so lovely that we reconnected and uh, we're doing this together. I'm so excited about it. I know. It's been a minute, actually. Like, how long have we known each other? Well, I think we've known each other for at least 15 years. Yeah. Oh, longer. Maybe. And I have not seen you. In many moons, I haven't seen you. So thanks, thanks to social media, we can keep in touch and, you know, see virtually what's happening in each other's lives and cheer each other on, you know? Yes, yes. You're one of my favorite people to watch on oh, social media. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise. Yeah. Okay. So my first question that I ask everyone, what do you think makes someone a beautiful person? In my opinion, I like to quote Sophia Loren. Uh, she said that beauty is how you feel. It reflects in your eyes. And I think that's so true. Um, also, my personal favorite, um, I don't know where I heard this, but I like to say, you're beautiful like you and I'm beautiful like me. And Aww. beauty is definitely more than skin deep. You know, it's a connection. It's an, the essence of a person. It's, it's who you are on the inside that truly reflects in your eyes. I totally, I love that. You're beautiful as you are and I'm beautiful as I am. Yes. I love that. You probably don't know this, but you are by far one of my favorite chairs I've ever sat in. If not my favorite. Yes. Like really, that is, that's such an honor to me. You did my wedding makeup. So 
Obviously, yes. I loved you and my hair. But yeah, Likewise. I just remember, I just remember meeting you and feeling this great energy from you. I think even before I sat down, but um, right off the bat, you were so warm and comforting. I feel like you're so chic, but motherly to the models and, and just as a friend, you know, <laughs> you are. Um, I get that often. And I feel yeah. like your passion for making us feel really good is so genuine and just your passion for Thank beauty you. and skincare and hair. It's like, it shines through you. It's very, very genuine. Aww. So I, I'm wondering where that love and passion comes from. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, first of all, I'm so thankful and I'm so humbled by your kind words. Um, it's true. It was only my hope. 100%. It was literally is and still is my hope and dream that um, that I'm able to touch people even with the smallest thing. Um, it's, maybe it could be a smile or a gesture because, you know, you never know what somebody takes away from uh, from meeting you. And, yeah. uh, and I, and I thrive for that. I thrive to comfort and to care and, yeah. uh, and, and to live, uh, to live authentically and be as authentic as I can. So, um, it's I come, I, oh, thank you. It's I come working. forth as it's like so myself, genuine. this is me, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but it's, it's really interesting question that you ask where that comes from. And, um, I thought a lot about it and, um, it definitely comes from, from home. You know, it's, it stems from my grandmother and uh, culturally where I grew up in, in Transylvania, Romania. And I actually grew up on a farm in a communist country that was very sheltered. So time in yeah. Transylvania sort of sits still. It's like this bubble. And my grandmother was such a role model. I, grew, uh, I was raised by my grandparents and yeah. my, by my mother's sisters. So in a family of women. My grandmother stands out as as this lady, you know, she was just so beautiful, but her beauty came from her kindness and her gentleness and her care. And of course, she was very sassy and she still had like so much pride in how she took care of herself and how she presented herself to the world. And she wore her nicest garments on the inside for herself you know she would put on an overcoat and work on the farm but yeah. inside she always wore her delicate silks and she always had on a swash a swish of, of lipstick of lip or lip gloss and you know she went for uh for monthly manicure pedicures and she liked to get her hair color that was her wow. thing until she was really old you know and so she always had these sassy sayings like you know if you got it you gotta flaunt it and and uh you know um just be Shit. yourself and appreciate who you are. And there was a lot of complimenting and a lot of like self-care routines that we did together. Yeah. Uh, and I can let you know what they were too. If we're going to get into that for <laughs> sure. Going back a little bit to the, the model makeup artist connection. I feel like mm -hmm. there's such a bond um, that happens on set or can happen on so. set between the artist and the model. And in my opinion, I feel like the makeup artist specifically is almost like the foundation of the shoots. Like you, you guys mm -hmm. started off, you know? Yeah. And I remember there was a few times where 
you know, maybe it was a little bit more difficult of a client or situation, even maybe mm-hmm. just the elements made it hard. It's like, I really counted on the artist going back to, I was saying you're one of my favorite chairs I've sat in. What's, what's your like secret sauce for like <laughs> making us feel so comfortable? Um, Is it just, it's, I guess you sort of answered it by being genuine and you know, caring, You're genuinely so, caring for people, right? Yeah, I. Uh, thanks for saying all of that. You know, uh, it is true. Uh, set work and our work work is is you know just like any other work. It has its its challenges and setbacks. And a lot of people don't know so much about our industry except for what they see on TV and and magazines and like they see the final product. But there's so many individuals that go into creating that, right, and making yeah. it come through. Such and a team. Uh, yes, and yes, the makeup artist and the model do have a very special connection in my point of view. I yeah. take it I take it really seriously. You take it serious because <laughs> which I loved when artists Honestly. did that. Well, I understand um that you know you come off a plane, you've traveled here, or there's call times that are super early and um I'm the first person that you will you will meet and interact with usually, you know, and and our interaction is really intimate. I have to be very close to you. So I want to make sure that you feel welcomed and and you you feel like like I want the best for you because I, I really do. I want you to feel confident and beautiful because you are. I want to show you how beautiful you are. And I want to listen to you. You know, I want to I want to know where you I, I have a curiosity about you. I want to know where you come from, what your story is and and every opportunity that I have to to work with somebody and and that's a, a trust that happens that you yes. allow me to do my craft by opening your heart up to me you know and and if we have this a fluid connection then we always get the most beautiful outcome because it's yes. based on, on on trust so you know I'll ask questions you'll answer and you it could be simple things like you could say like, you know, I just got off the of a plane and I feel so tired or bloated or I didn't sleep so well. Or, you know, I, I slept in a hotel last night and I don't know, it was super uncomfortable or whatever. I feel so dry or I'm dehydrated. So, you know, I try to pay attention to those things and give you what you need so that, yes, you know, yes. we could, we could, uh, we could have a, a lovely day together. I yeah. might see a model and maybe I'll see them again and maybe I don't. So I hope that I impact them positively. From my perception, also a vulnerable thing to let 100%. someone create the way they think you should look. Interesting that you uh, you touched on uh, vulnerability. I was thinking about that and I didn't say it, but that's so true. And uh, you're, you're barefaced when you meet me, right? You're not mm-hmm. concealed in any way. Um and I, and I show up like myself too. I, you know, usually this is, I did my hair for this today, but usually my hair is in a bun yeah. and, uh, and my face is fresh and clean. I want to meet you like you meet me. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't put on a, a lot of fuss into myself because, you know, we're just, we're just two girls getting ready for the day. Yeah. I love that. You're such a girly girl. That's why too, <laughs> you know, you want to support mm-hmm. us. This episode of the Beyond Beauty Project is brought to you by Moonstone Vintage LA, your destination for one-of-a-kind authentic designer vintage. Use code BVP20 for 20% off your order. 
you give our audience an inside scoop of your perception of models from your point of view, um, Mm -hmm. just because you've been in the industry for so long, Mm -hmm. I think there is sometimes a false perception around models that because of how they look, they just automatically feel great. Mm -hmm. And that's not always necessarily Mm -hmm. true, right? Nope. Living, breathing human beings, you know, with all the complexities and all the the problems and solutions and everything that everybody encounters. Yeah. Um, We tend to forget that there's somebody inside behind the, the facade, which we create. And I'm part of the charade for creating the facade, you know, and it's so important from my perspective. And it's so important to talk about that. Um, that like we said before, you're vulnerable and you come bare, and then we create an image that fits the client's desires, you know, whether it's a campaign for a clothing company or a beauty brand or a lingerie company, you know, we are all the same and uh, models work super hard. It's an extremely physically demanding job, which again, people don't see. And on top of that, you have to exude whatever air the client requires of you. So I think that models are super hardworking individuals yeah. and very brave because they um, they allow themselves to be the subject of so many people, you know, uh, open to interpretation. Yeah. That's so true. Would you relate to what I said? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that you're you're really in a position where you have to be fully vulnerable because people are sort of molding you and pinning you and you know and you have to transform and oftentimes I'm on set and I see the girls like somewhere else you know like not even there mentally yes so I I always like to ask what do you think about like where do you go when we do all this? How do you feel about so many people walking up to you, adjusting you, touch, touching you? You know, oftentimes I mean, even I do that. As 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 mindful as I try to be, even I walk up to you know, like okay, touch ups. Now I'm gonna fix your lipstick, puddle with your hair. Like it comes to a point where at the end of the day, I feel bad touching the model because I feel like she just doesn't need to be probed, yeah. and probed anymore. I you mean, know. <laughs> I think that's why we go to that other place sometimes because we sort of have to like meditate out of because there is so many people touching us all day long. And I mm-hmm. think that that's why I always appreciated or still appreciate um, when a makeup artist actually cares. Like the fact that you say at the ending, like I feel bad touching models at the end of a shoot. Mm-hmm. It's like you care and it's, there could be days where I'm like, if one more person touches me, because it is sort of a sensory thing, you know, too. I get that. Of course. Yeah. It's overstimulation. It's an, it's annoying too, because, you know, it's not always pleasant having your hair pulled in like a tight ponytail or, um, you know, having uh, rollers or having whatever the hairstyle might be. Uh, you know, I did both hair and makeup on set. So I yeah. get it. Also, yeah. if they're having a bad day, mm-hmm. let's say, it can almost get taken out on the model in a way I've had, uh-huh. you know, I remember this stylist. She was just in a bad mood and I was like, all day I was kind of like, Oh God. And she ended up clamping my back. Like, you know, those big clamps 
it, so it I don't I know why it. it was just like a like I'm pretty tough but even like with the brushing the yeah. hair I'm like are you in a bad mood because our jobs require us to be professional and yes. show up yep. we have to show up and be there present regardless mm-hmm. of what's happening in your personal life yeah um I try to leave that at at home too and not to say that yeah. we don't discuss because we do discuss yeah. a lot of inti- intimate details but yep. we also understand how important it is to to get the job done and how lucky we are and how yes. privileged to be able to do yes. the jobs we do exactly a hundred percent I feel like that sums it up so well so I feel like the judgment around our looks in the fashion world is pretty consistent obviously um yeah. did you see that a affects any models in a big way or anybody in the fashion industry, maybe even yourself, like only we're constantly around it, right? Yeah, on, only too often, I have to say. We're all vulnerable. Models are, are, you know, really vulnerable. Modeling starts at an early age. We as veterans of the industry and people that work, photographers, artists, stylists, art directors, It should be our job to take care of the girls because we have the opportunity to mold them, to encourage them, to to make them feel powerful and good about themselves. Um, Things like a model not fitting into the clothes, you know, could be a real issue. And it's no fault of the model. You know, it could be something like something as simple as the measurements weren't taken properly because each model presents themselves with a with a comp card or whatever you know an agent and and having the right measurements on the the comp card gives the stylist the opportunity to to pull clothes that fit and sometimes the clothes that don't are not available in certain sizes you know they tend to be like sample sizes so sample sizes are like a size zero or size two so there's an expectation and you know and it's natural i mean you know i'm i'm a tiny person and i have days when i'm more bloated than others you know, mm-hmm. hello, human here, yeah. you know, we all have good days and bad days. So all too often this, this happens where it's like a body size issue or, or, you know, you feel bad because you have a pimple. It's like, but all too often I see um, how, how um, important it is to embrace and elevate our industry stra- standards or what, what we perceive as acceptable behavior. I get an opportunity to develop a close relationship with the model from the get-go from the start of the day yeah. and then I get I, I I'm kind of like the bridge between communication sometimes you know it could be something as simple oh thanks <laughs> I am it could be something as simple as a young model who is not yet comfortable to speak up um, yeah. maybe she's on her period it's that time of the month it's absolutely natural you know maybe the the outfits are too revealing or too tight or you know whatever so I it's my it's at that time I get the opportunity and I speak for her I say you know what she can do that shot she can jump like that it's not possible today you know it's this is really hard to come up with something else and uh, it's very important you know that we protect each other and we protect our girls and our uh, and our guys I love that you do that I just it just makes me flood with memories of you know, most of the time, thankfully, I had really good sets and, you know, people mm. that were supportive. But, you know, I, like all of us in the industry, had bad experiences. And when people aren't supportive, it's it can be really tough. 
it can be tough. I think that we're very blessed and fortunate to uh, to have a a lot of positive role models in the industry. The question I get asked really often is like, "Oh my God, are the models bitchy? Like, is it <laughs> is it like?" And it's like, no, they're the nicest people. They're the most red people because there's so much travel time and girls. Uh, learn and they uh, they read and they do online education and they've traveled they have this yeah. world of knowledge like I'm always almost always so enamored and so uh, so um, curious and so open to learn about like where have you been what have you done what did yeah. you learn you know like <laughs> what's up <laughs> share why do you think you why do you think people ask that question Which is one? there a is there a stigma around being beautiful and being bitchy do you know what I mean like it's so funny that question's so funny to me because I'm like I felt like growing up a little bit sometimes I had to overcompensate and be super like nice yes like that you were in high school for example this is too long of a story but I got really bullied girl bullied I hear that often oh yeah yeah you hear that often yeah Mm-hmm. And it was because someone, it was actually my boyfriend at the time, he slipped and told someone that I modeled, but mm-hmm. I actually, at that time wanted nothing. I never wanted to be a model. I ended up and I did it in the ending because it really gave me th- this world of opportunity. Yeah. But I was never like, Oh, that to me made me feel very uncomfortable. So I'm yeah. more an introvert. And anyway, so it led to bullying, but then I just saw, I see now so being sorry. in my forties, how, how much I was always, I promise I'm nice. I promise I'm so kind, you know, and it's like, you do start overcompensating for that. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we all have an, um, an innate desire to, uh, to be good and do good, I think. Yeah. And to, uh, and to, to be accepted, to, to matter you know, yes. to, to feel like, like we matter and that we're seen and we're heard. Yeah. And oftentimes when, when a person has, uh, possesses a physical beauty, you know, a genetic fluke, a pretty <laughs> box, a pretty box with a beautiful wrapping, you know, where all the things just fall into place. People, uh, tend to superficially believe that, oh, she's beautiful, but you know, not much there, you know, or yeah. maybe she's, uh, oh, she doesn't have to be true so high to be nice because, you know, all the doors just open to you because you're, yeah. because you're beautiful, you know, and, oh, she must get away with everything. That's not true. Like mm. in my experience, and I've been, I have to say that I could confidently say that now that it's not true. I've been a makeup artist for 25 years and I've worked all kinds of sets with all kinds of women one more beautiful than another and men um and when i mean beautiful i mean physically but more so internally and um being open to discover what's behind the person led me to see their beauty it's not just because you know they're they're pretty of course we're attracted to pretty things to aesthetically pleasing things and that could be a flower a tree uh, a book, a box, you know, a table, a, a chair, furniture, design, architecture. Like we all are attracted to a, a standard of what we consider uh, beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more there. And that's what yeah. truly be- is beautiful. I love what you just said about being open to seeing what's behind the beauty. 
I want to get to some of your fun beauty tips. My first question, when a girl sits in your chair, because I know, for example, I went through having horrible skin and then having good skin. You know, I went through that in my earlier years. Mm-hmm. And um, but when they sit in your chair and they have glowing skin, healthy, shiny hair, other mm-hmm. than genetics, we know some of it's genetics. Mm-hmm. What do you think that they're doing? Let's start with skin. What's your tips for glowy, healthy skin? Well, first of all, um, it is model's job to painstakingly take care of themselves. Yes. You know, that's, that's what they get um, a paid a, for. And a it's a, it's a, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so we sort of have the expectation that a model is going to show up to set um, high, uh, you know, with good personal hygiene, with uh, polished nails, not like mine today. Not like mine <laughs> you know, today either. With like, like, yeah, oh. exactly. Uh, with like, you know, a basic manicure, pedicure, um, a professional maintenance. Yeah, you know, and then on top of it, yeah, we I always admire somebody's gorgeous skin, and so I ask, like, what's up? What 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 do you what do? do, you do? What do you use? And I found out that, um, you know, they take good care of themselves, sleep, hydration, moisturizing. Yeah, um, they they the models that that I've worked with in the past generally maintain regular um esthetician appointments they go for facials um you know when it comes to clearing their skin out or if they have um bad skin because you know we're girls and we're humans and hormones buzz buzz around this yeah at every stage of life we change Mm -hmm. and uh, they're not shy to ask for help so they will go to a dermatologist. They will go to a professional to yeah. to, to find out to find out how they can heal. That's so and oftentimes, true. and oftentimes that healing happens with nutrition and yes. um, and with a with a balanced lifestyle. A hundred percent comes from the Is inside that, out. Would, would you, yeah, would you say that that's true for you? Because you've had you know for for the longest time that I've known you, you've had glorious hair and alabaster beautiful skin. Um, do. that's how I, I see like you. <laughs> I like that compliment. Um, yes, a hundred percent. You know, in my, I was, so I was on Accutane twice when I tell mm-hmm. people that now they're like, what? So I think, yeah. and I, you know, I broke out really bad a couple of times where it was almost debilitating for my self-confidence mm-hmm. and I became like, a just like militant about my skin. So Mm -hmm. I, and I, what you said is so true. I'm not scared to like research right away if I need a facialist or I need a new, but yes, like, so I think in my early mid twenties, I got really into learning about health and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I can remember going to work and makeup artists that I had worked with maybe a year ago then seeing me and being like, what, what are you doing? And it was, the change Mm -hmm. was that I was drinking more water. I was eating more vegetables and I was sleeping more. I was just taking care of myself. But then on top of it, I agree with the facials and the good moisturizer. And I, I love exfoliating. That's one of my favorite, my favorite tips. Mine Um, too. Is it? What's your favorite beauty treatment? So remember how I mentioned that I grew up in a family of women and my grandmother had had this like 
all kinds of tricks up our sleeve. So yeah. uh, my favorite beauty routines is like home um, home remedies. Yes. And, so, um, on your Instagram, I love watching that. You oh, guys have thanks. to check out her behind the scenes. I love when you post that stuff. I'm like, what is she doing? So um, my favorite beauty routine, I would say, is uh, face masks. And exfoliating, okay. but like I have like this whole routine where I steam my face. Okay. We used to do this so with my steam. grandmother, and I I still do that to this day. You know, it's so simple. You can do it yourself. Boil a pot of water. Usually, I put like a couple of drops of essential oils, depending okay. on what I want. Like whether it's eucalyptus, it opens the sinuses, opening up the sinuses, relieves puffiness. You know, uh, yes. all that good stuff. And so steam, then exfoliate. And I'll either uh, use a um, something that I buy at the at the drugstore. I usually like a use scrub. a scrub. I use Queen yep. Beauty products. You know, um, I have a repertoire of what I like. But or I can make them my, myself. You know, oftentimes I use uh, things like uh, cornmeal flour for for mm. a scrubbing uh, for a scrubbing ingredient. And I'll put in like honey or yogurt or, you know, depending on what my skin needs, like a smashed banana is really good for moisturizing and for healing pimples. Or, you know, uh -huh. if you're if you have super oily skin, then egg whites is, is really good. So like, you know, I'll do all these face masks that I've learned from my grandmother in Eastern Europe. And I, I think that that's my favorite beauty routine oh and moisturizing. I love that. Yeah. Your grandma. She my grandma I so, miss her. Oh, I know. I, I know you do. What do mm -hmm. you think are the best tips for keeping our hair healthy, shiny? Oh, geez. Beauty from the inside out. Same, <laughs> right? Same as skin, I would say. Yeah. Not over shampooing. Mm -hmm. I definitely do that. You but over shampoo? No, don't. Don't over shampoo. But by default. either. Because I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that seems like a lot of work. Okay, makeup tips. Um, less is more. Okay. I uh, I would personally, again, professional. I just kind of learned that I'm now a professional after doing this 25 years. I feel like I can give advice. <laughs> um, um, you're I, I would. Thank you. I would rather see a woman with no makeup than too much makeup. Totally agree. Yeah, 100. I think over overdoing it is. Um, it's clowny. It's not attractive. Don't do it. You know, like yeah. less is more. But again, it comes with um, being comfortable with in your own skin and and um, and having a level of confidence about who you are. Right. Have a nice lip balm that you could use as um, as a moisturizer for. And I, I do this all the time. Like I multitask with my beauty products, so I Put use on like your all the time. Yeah, I have this Birds Bees uh, wax right now. This is what I'm using. And mm -hmm. um, I put it on my lips and I highlight a little bit here and a little bit on my eyes. And Aww. if that's all, if that's all I have, you know, I just feel like I'm glowing and I look healthy. Uh -huh. um, yeah, there you go. Put on your I, lip this balm. This is my favorite. Which one the, is that? Um, the cocoa butter from Palmer's. Oh, I love that. I use that like all the time. The beauty oh. stick. Yeah, that stick it's is so amazing nice. for skin too. Yeah, I have. Like, I've always had that in my uh, makeup kit. Actually, it's great for like dry skin, elbows, cuticles. Love yep. the cocoa butter from Palmer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like in every bag that I own. Yeah, you know, don't be afraid if you make a mistake because you could just wipe it and yeah, take a little makeup wipe and just you know, 
finish that. Don't be afraid if you make a mistake. Yeah, if that. only makeup, it comes off. Yeah, no drama. No drama. No okay. drama for your mama. Do you have a longtime <laughs> favorite beauty product? What's your staple? I love red lipstick for Me the right too. occasion. Of course, you know, I haven't worn lipstick in so long or red, but a red lipstick I love so much. And this one is um, Louboutin Red. It's just the most velvety thing. And oh. if I want to feel super elevated and chic, then I'll, I'll throw on a red lipstick. It's so empowering. I love it. I, girl, I love a red lip too. Yeah, you have to be confident to wear a red lip. I love you know? a red lip. Just go for it. Okay, I want to move into inner beauty um, okay. because I feel like we talked a lot about that in the beginning too, how, you know, you can look great on the outside, but if you don't feel good on the inside, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to all... It's not going to all connect, you know? Yeah. So I would love to know um, your thoughts on where you think confidence and feeling beautiful comes from. Definitely from within. Um, It comes from knowing yourself and it comes from acceptance. Mm. Um, I think, you know, as, um, as we grow and we mature and we age, we learn more. And as we learn more, we know each other's more and uh, we accept each other, each other and ourselves more. And the more you accept yourself for who you are and realize that you're beautiful like yourself and I'm beautiful like myself, um, give power to individuality and your own beauty and bask in that because nobody else has what you have you know you realize that you're unique Mm -hmm. and you're beautiful and have the confidence within yourself to know that uh just the fact that you're unique and you're one of a kind yeah is beautiful yeah it's funny because when you're younger everyone sort of wants to be like each other and that's why Mm -hmm. I remember hearing when I was younger like I turned 40 and I feel better than ever. I turned 50. And now that I get it, because it's like you said, you become more accepting of yourself, Mm -hmm. which in turn makes you love yourself more. Mm -hmm. Self-love is so important. And you know, it takes a long time to, to get to self-love. That's one of the things that I would tell my younger self. And I look, I have a 24 year old daughter and you know, she's so self-critical. And I remember how I was at that age. And and I just want to, hug her and say oh my gosh girl you're so you're so beautiful you're so stunning baby girl you know like just accept this and and uh stop the negative self-talk just speak kind words to yourself and give yourself all the love because beauty comes from within and no one can love you the way that you can love yourself that's so true i think as you get older too you stop looking for outside acceptance so yeah. you don't need other people to say you're good enough. I love you. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm good enough. Yeah. And I love yeah, you. Myself, have, you have your you know? own, you have your own measure, right? Like yeah. you've learned enough and yeah. So maybe it comes from, um, from experience because you yeah. don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like you feel the most beautiful when you are healthy physically, healthy mentally, spiritually. Like when you're doing your practices, whatever those are, you're doing your facials, you're doing mm-hmm. your yoga. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's when you feel the most beautiful? 
Uh, I I do those things because I love myself and uh, and I and I like to spend time with myself, feeding my soul. You know when I feel most beautiful is uh, when I'm in love. I feel most Aww. beautiful when I'm in love, and and it could be as simple as um, you know. And this means different things for uh, for every for everybody, of course. But I feel at my most beautiful when I can offer love and am in love. So it could be you know like loving my daughter or or uh, loving uh, loving a flower or loving a book or like I'm constantly in love with something, you know? And, you are. And I'm, I am. I'm so passionate about like the outer world and my inner world too, you know? So I feel the most beautiful when I have the capacity to pay attention and love. Yeah. I've worked with one of, one of my, I, I call these the most important job I've ever done. And it was such a privilege. Yeah, so I worked for this Canadian Cancer Foundation called Look Good, Feel Better. And they did this campaign and I've got had the privilege of working with these warrior women, you know, and um, they were so brave and they allowed me to beautify them, uh, you know, to, to show them what, to remind them what their outer world looks like, you know, and then they yeah. felt that be- they felt better. It gives them power to go on because it reminds you of your humanity and that your, your will to live. And like, you know, you appreciate things. I've been yeah. recently thinking too, um, as I've been getting older and I have a daughter who's watching me and I was dying my, I think I was dying my grays during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mommy, look, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm dying my grace. <laughs> like, why? And I didn't have a good answer for her, but me and yes. my girlfriend talked a little bit after and we came up with, it's a way to, to be creative. Like whatever you do, whether you put purple streaks in your hair or you dye your hair blonde or, you know, it's like, I think when you come from the place of being creative or expressing yourself mm-hmm. versus I need to fix something. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think that that's always feels better. It definitely feels great. I feel some women and men look fabulous with gray silver hair. I just totally. love it. I love me it too. for them. I love it for them. Yeah. And for me, I love me with, with this, with, you know, with my hair, not gray. And maybe one it's, day, it's as but simple not as yet. That. It's as simple as that. You know, you know what? I might be buried with hair color boxes, and that's yeah. okay. And that's it's okay. O- it's, yeah, it's okay to express yourself, and it's okay to do things that make you feel beautiful. A hundred percent agree. And if it's something as as easy and as accessible and as you know um, accepted as coloring your hair, go for it. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm so into doing whatever makes you feel good. No judgment, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. We want to know what is always in your purse. If I looked in your purse right now, what is in there? Product wise, wellness wise. I got this little leather case. It's from Roots. And I, it was a gift from one of my sisters. I have two sisters and a brother. So one of my sisters gifted this to me maybe 15 years ago. And I've had it since and I love it. So it's like a little thing that fits pretty much everything. Cute. I always store it in my purse. Transfer it to bags. Yeah. Bags. You want to see the funniest thing that I have here is yep. um, genie bottle. It's, 
It's a genie bottle because this was given to me by a family member and it reminds me that everything is possible. Oh, I love And that. basically I have to rub the lamp, which means that I have to work for it and it's possible and, and everything is possible. So that's a reminder of that. I have so uh I have a mini elephant. This was also I given to my family. I love family how it's like work products and you're like, I have a yeah. genie's lamp. I have an elephant. Yeah. What's the elephant so, for? So the elephant is a reminder of how lucky I am. It's a good fortune Aww. elephant. And I am I am very lucky and blessed. I'm so grateful for every experience, good and bad. This is why your beauty shines through you. I love my magic. Um, give me brows by benefit. Uh, okay. This is the fiber that I was talking about. It's great to fill in um, eyebrow hair. So it makes them thicker. Okay. And, I, and I'm going to post all these on my Instagram. Also by benefit, I have this precision. Um, it's called Precisely My Brow Pencil. It has a super fine tip and very easy to use. So I can replace missing hairs. This is also my benefit uh, pencil. It's called Goop Proof Brow Pencil. Uh, I can't live without mascara. And right now I'm using um, Milk Kush Mascara. This is all uh, clean beauty. So all the stuff that I have is clean beauty. And most of it is uh, vegan. So this is that. I got this okay. at Sephora. Um, I have my Bare Minerals Concealer. It's the Bare Pro Concealer. I think okay. I use the color medium. Use that. It's such a fantastic concealer, Bridget. Yeah. Um, you know who I learned this concealer from? Um, I've um, got a request when I was working with Casey Musgraves. I worked with her and she we did, you know, she had performance and interviews and all kinds of things. And um, it never moved. It doesn't really? crease. It doesn't move. It doesn't cake. It doesn't sit in your, you know, lines underneath. It's not cakey. It doesn't need touch-ups. And it's clean beauty. So nice. high five for, for that. Yeah. And also from milk, I have um, a blush and a bronzer, like a contour. Yeah. Thing. So these are and my two colors. They're both creamy. They're both creamy. I, I don't really creamy. wear any. I love creamy because I feel like um, they blend into the skin really well. They maintain mm. the skin's luminescence, you know, and, yeah. and I'm all for that natural, glowy, healthy look. It's like I'm doing something good for the skin. These two have so many beautiful ingredients. And again, they're vegan and, um, and cruelty-free and clean beauty, non-toxic, which is so important to me. Yeah. And, and so they hydrate my skin instead of masking it up. They just make me glow. And they give me a little uh, bit of color. So for my lips... I love like a natural nude lip besides, besides all, of course, we talked about how much I like the red pout, but I also like a, a natural nude lip. And to me, a good nude lip is just a shade darker or more enhanced than your natural lip color. Okay. So I use sugar rose. Love. Um, it's so lovely. I do it's as all, well. Oh, I just love it. I have this um, eyelash comb because I don't want my lashes to be clumped up. I also comb my eyebrows with this because, you know, love brows. Yeah. And then I have uh, three pencils. One of them is a brown pencil by, uh, by Lottie. Uh -huh. Then I care a black pencil by Bite Beauty. Bite Beauty is a Canadian clean beauty company. I love them so much. They have the most moisturizing, soft pencils. So this one is just such a soft tip pencil that it, it goes on nice. smoothly. It stays all day. 
And then I have a liquid liner. And, you know, I fall into the category of girls that even though I'm so good at doing liner of other people, I prefer an easy foolproof version of myself. So I use the one by NYX and it's called, um, that's the point. And it is a super, that's super, the point. Yeah. It's yes. a super fine pointed felt tip. Super okay. easy. Very I'm, easy to use. I'm trying. And then I have a travel size eye drop because I, my love eyes those. Get, I need those right now. Yeah. My eyes get, um, really dry, you know, with, especially with the air conditioners and heaters and yeah. all that stuff. I just, my eyeballs are dry. So these are natural tears and that's it. That's all and I carry with me for traveling. That those are so good. Yeah. Like, awesome. It's so dry in hotels and on planes. <laughs> I feel like you have enough stuff in there. If someone was like, I need an emergency makeup artist. You could come oh my with God. that little, Absolutely you could come with that perfect. little thing and make it work. Yeah. Final question. You sort okay. of answered this before. I want to come back to it just in case you have any other thoughts on it. But if you okay. could go back in time and tell your younger self something about beauty, confidence, mm -hmm. self-acceptance, any of the above, uh, what would you tell her? Like, what would you tell your little 10 year old my little self? me? Little oh my you. gosh. I would give me a big hug. Yeah. Um, I would just say all the places you'll go, Aww. you know, and, and, and that's not just in the physical sense, but like the depth of our journey, you know, and, um, Oh, the places you'll go, yeah. you know, deep, deep within yourself and um, outside of yourself too. And, yeah. you know, the experiences that you have and all those, all those things um, make you learn. And there's so much beauty in pain as well. Yeah. Uh, being vulnerable and open and accepting and kind, like yeah. be kind to yourself and, and take every second and um, er, cherish and appreciate it, you know, appreciate your beauty in your teens and in your 20s and in your 30s. Each stage brings something new and um, it's, it's just such a gift, you know. Thank you so much for being on. It was so lovely talking to you. So Anna, we'll be back on and we're going to talk next time all about her new adventure, the beauty confidants and clean beauty products, clean makeup. So be sure to check out when she's on next. If you want to find Anna now, you can find her at Instagram at Anna Ninoyu. And it's A-N-N-A-N-E-N-O-I-U. She does a lot of beha fun behind the scenes. She's also with Page One Management in Toronto. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. And I'll oh, speak to you soon. The pleasure is mine, Bridget. Thank you so very much. See you soon. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Thank you for joining another Beyond Beauty Project conversation. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. Don't forget to check out our website at www.beyondbeautyproject.com where you can find all of our socials. And don't be shy, Bridget wants to hear from you. So feel free to send a DM or an email to let us know your thoughts and what you'd like to hear about next. See you beauties on the next Beyond Beauty Project. Catch us next Tuesday. This 
podcast episode is designed to be for informational and discussion purposes only. I am not a doctor and I'm not trained as a medical provider or counselor. I do not provide medical care or attempt to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical ailment or any mental or emotional issue, disease, or condition on this podcast. Always seek the advice of your own physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding your personal medical condition. Do not disregard recommended medical advice or treatment or delay in seeking professional medical advice because of information or content obtained from this podcast. If you have or suspect that you have a medical or mental health issue, please contact your own healthcare provider promptly. For urgent medical needs, please contact your healthcare provider or call 911 immediately.